And so today's uh, study, we are going to be talking about faith, hope, and love, specifically focusing in on hope. Uh, that's where I want to start with you. And uh, you'll see a lot of love and faith intertwined in this because they are the choices, graces. That's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And so we are going to focus on how to hope and um, and how to be victorious in seeing the things that we are hoping for manifest. The main scripture that comes to mind as I think about this is Hebrews 11, where it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. A lot of us get stuck in this place because we have things that we are hoping for, but we're not seeing it manifest. And it's like, so what are we missing? What is the missing piece? Well, according to Hebrews 11, one, it's faith, right? So all of that's going to be intertwined together. So let's jump right in. And I'm going to start with how to hope. Because I think especially in this um, this time that we're in, sometimes it can be very discouraging and it's even hard to hope. You know, there, there are times that it's easy to hope because maybe things seem like they're going well. Maybe uh, the things that we uh, hoped for in the past are still here before us. But how do I move past where I am? How do I hope for something better? Especially when maybe I'm getting a bad report from the doctor or my finances look like that they are just not getting better or, you know, my marriage is falling apart. My job is on the line. There's so many things that can really be used from the enemy to try to stop us from hoping. So we're going to start with how do you hope? If you are discouraged, if you are depressed, if you are in a state of, of just depletion, then Continue to stay with me as we go through this study. So the word of God tells us what to hope for. That's what we're going to start with. The word of God, how to hope, go to the word. It tells us what's available to us in Christ through faith. Now that's important because we can uh, hope for things and read God's word and see what it says. But if we don't have faith to believe it, then we're never going to see what we're hoping for. So let's go to Hebrews 4 and 12. And I want to uh, read out of the Amplified. It says, for the word of God is living and active and full of power. Okay, right there. The word of God is living. It is active. It is full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. I love that word effective because that means that it is doing something, right? It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit. Now, I can spend a lot of time talking about the spirit and the soul and the body, um, but just quickly, for those who may not be aware of this, we are three-part being. We are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And I'll say that again. We are spirit. That's who we are, right? And we have a soul and we live in a body. So what this says, this, this verse, how the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit, the word of God is what rightly divides what is based off of spirit and what is based off of flesh. What it is that we, that what the word says we are versus what we see, right? So the word of God really helps us 
uh, seek the truth in that. And that is really important, especially when we are hoping for something, because again, the word of God tells us what to hope for. And that's how it does it. It lets us know, is this, is this from God or is this from culture? Is this from God or is this my flesh? So the word of God helps us with that. That's why all of us are not here just on our own trying to seek for whatever and, and seek for wisdom and seek for knowledge on our own. We have the word of God for that. So, um, and then it goes on to say, so it divides the soul and the spirit and both joint and marrow, the deepest part of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Okay, so from this scripture, the word of God is living. That's what it says. That's important. So if anybody ever tries to tell you, um, that's just a book. Oh, that that is from the past. That doesn't matter anymore. Um, no. Take them to this verse, this chapter, this verse, because the word of God is living. The word of God is full of power. The power of God. Who is that? That is the Holy Spirit. So the word of God is full of the Holy Spirit, right? And then the word of God, like it says, exposes our thoughts. Now, how does it do that? I don't know about you, but there have been times that I have read the word and it has challenged my thinking. It has made me say like, wow, I know what this is saying. Do I really believe that? Or I'm reading it and I'm like, ouch, <laughs> that hurt. Why did that, why did that convict me? Because obviously it's challenging my thoughts and it's exposing to me. Do you really believe in forgiveness? Do you really believe that God loves you? Do you really believe that Jesus did what this word is saying he did? Do you really believe that he's conquered death? Do you really believe that you are victorious? Do you really believe that all it takes is to have faith the size of a mustard seed? Do you really believe that God sent his one and only son to die for you? The word of God challenges our thoughts. And that's why it's so important because it renews, not only does it challenge our thoughts, it renews our thoughts, right? Romans 12, it renews our mind. And that is important because if it doesn't, if we don't spend that time in the word of God, renewing our mind, our soul, our flesh is going to take over. I don't know about you, but I have to constantly stay in my word to the point right now in this season that whatever idle time I have, I try to fill it with God's word because if not, then I'm going to fill it with my thoughts and my intentions, right? Okay. And so the word of God, it exposes our thoughts and then it also judges our thoughts. That's that conviction that we feel when we read the word of God where it says to forgive how many times and you like, oh, and it's judging you. It's saying, no, see, you haven't been doing that. And this is what I, this is what I said. This is God speaking to us. This is my word. You know, I've had times that I've read the word and God is like, Tia, do you see that? Have you been doing that? No, you have not been doing that. I love you, baby girl, but you got to follow what I say. You can't just be a hearer of the word. You also have to be a doer of the word. So it judges my thoughts, not to, not to condemn, 
but to convict, to lead me to repentance so that I can be where I'm supposed to be in the will of God for my life, right? And then the word of God judges our intentions. Now, how does it do that? I can only speak for myself in this, that there are times that I'm reading, especially about the love of God, and it really challenges me to look at myself and, and Galatians talk about talks about this to evaluate ourselves. We should constantly be in a state of evaluating ourselves. But there's times times that I'm reading it and I'm like, um, are my motives right about this? You know, really, really evaluating why I'm doing something. Well, that's the word of God doing that. And it's it's uh it's one thing to receive it maybe from a pastor or for, from a friend because you can become cynical and question their motives or why they're telling you but the word of God is pure it is living so when God's word challenges you don't run from that allow it to judge your intentions why not to condemn you but to lead you to repentance to purify you to give you the right heart the right motive because Honestly, even in the things that we're hoping for, they have to flow from a pure place. They have to flow. And I can't, well, let me say, not have to, because honestly, you know, this this is really available to the just and the unjust. If you truly hope for something and you truly believe it, whether your intentions are good or bad, you're going to get it. Have you heard the saying, be careful what you pray for? But as believers, that shouldn't be our heart. Our heart shouldn't be, I want to just get what I want. Our heart should be, I want to please my daddy. I want to do what my daddy has called me to do. And so I say with that, when we read his word, when we allow him to judge our intentions, when we are looking for what God wants, we find it in his word and it it, it challenges us to want to please him, want to do his will for our life okay let's go to john 6 and 63 and it says that it is the spirit who gives life so we we're, we're just we just read about that in hebrews right the flesh conveys no benefit it is of no account the words i have spoken to you are spirit and life providing eternal life now this is jesus talking and he's saying that the spirit gives life the flesh conveys no benefit. What does that mean? That means that the flesh does not understand the things of the spirit. And I have heard a teaching recently about this and it has completely uh, blown my mind because it's like the spirit, the, the flesh does not understand the things of the spirit. Yet we tend to try to lean on the flesh based off of what we feel, right? Based off of what we see. But the spirit is the spirit. The flesh is the flesh. You can't depend on your flesh, your emotions, your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, not even your will to even try to comprehend the things of the spirit. So it's like, well, then how do I do that? The word, it's the word of God that gives life. Uh, the scripture, Jesus said that, the words I speak, that's the word of God, is life. So how do we want to live this spiritual life? It's growing in the word, learning what God's word says and allowing it 
to supernaturally give us life, to supernaturally fill us, to be able to hear the voice of God, to be able to do the things of the spirit, to be able to please God through our faith, right? And so it's important to understand that I cannot base the spiritual things that are already in me based off of what I feel, based off of what I see. I may see a symptom but or feel a symptom, but in the spirit, the word of God says I'm healed. So I can't base off of what I feel. That's why in Hebrews 4, it says the word of God divides the soul in the spirit. Because if we if it didn't do that, we would be so lost. We would be like, you know, God is in this place based off of how I feel and based off of what I see. I see people shouting. I see people running. I see people doing flips. I see people doing all this, high-fiving, nudging their neighbor, doing all this stuff. And that does not say that the spirit is in the place. It does not say that God is there. That does not mean anything. That what does the word of God say? Do I see fruit based off of the word of God? That's a beautiful thing. Let me slow down about the spirit because this gets me so, so excited. The spirit will show itself through its fruits. That's how you know. And it will also what test the spirit by the spirit. So I'm testing the spirit in me by what spirit? The spirit of God's word. The word of God is spirit. So I test what I believe God is saying based off of what I read. They should be in alignment. They shouldn't be off. God's word has not changed and his word is not void. And he put his word over his name. So that's what we, and I'm drilling this in here about the word of God because it is life. That's what Jesus said. It is life. Um, in Ephesians 1 and 17, it says, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Okay, so once you're reading God's word, then this is Paul speaking, but he says, I pray that God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you spirit of wisdom and revelation. That comes through reading the word. Then he says that gives you a deep and personal, intimate insight into the, to, into the true knowledge of him, for we know the Father through the Son. Okay. So I love that the intimate insight into the true knowledge of him for we know the father through the son. John one and one says very clearly that Jesus is the word. So if we want to know, and, and now we're reading in Ephesians that we come to know, we get this insight and get the true knowledge of God through his son. So again, back to the point that I'm drilling is you got to go to the word. The word of God will give you this knowledge, this insight of who God is. Why is that important to hope? Because again, as a believer, we should desire to hope for the things that God wants for our lives, not for what we want not for hoping for things that makes us relevant, not to be hoping for things that makes us this social limelight, to make us popular, to make us fit in, not even to the world, but even into the church. That can't be our motive. So if I want to hope for something, it should be something that God wants me to hope for. 
Why? Because then I know it's going to be done because it's according to his will. It's in alignment with what he has for my life, right? Then it goes on to say, and I pray that the eyes of the heart of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. So that all of these scriptures, they, they all line up. The, the word of God is life. The word of God is power. It's by the Holy Spirit. So it goes on to say, so that you will know and cherish the hope the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. That is so good. So I have this, and then it goes on to say, and they're in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, because this is all about God and his power. But from this scripture, what can I learn? Well, that I have access to spiritual wisdom and revelation. And how? Through the word of God. I also can take from this scripture that this wisdom and revelation from the Holy Spirit gives me a deep and personal insight into the true knowledge of God my Father through his son, Jesus. So if I am walking around defeated, okay, like I just have no what's, when's, and where's about my life, I really don't have an excuse according to this scripture. Because if I am reading that I have access to an intimate insight, to a personal insight of the one who created me. And it's saying that it is right there on my bed dresser, on my coffee table, in my phone, then I should be jumping at the seams, trying to figure out and learn and take in all of, of I can from this word of God that tells me about God, my father. So then that means that the more I learn about him, the more I learn about me, the learn I know about what's available to me, the more victorious I can walk. Oh my gosh, don't you understand? Oh, it's so good because I think about Jesus, right? He's like, it's better for me to go. We talked about that in, in the book of John. It's better for me to go so that you can have a helper. Well, this is the helper. This is the, this is the word of God the revelation of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, giving me everything I need. He, he teaches me, he guides me, he reminds me of what God has said. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And it's available to us in the word of God. The scripture also tells me that from this wisdom and revelation that I will know and cherish the hope that I have. So meaning I won't let it go once I get it and be confident in it because I'm called to it. Oh my goodness. That is even more uh, freeing, right? To think about because I now have, as I read God's word, this, this hope, the hope that I have, I'm gonna cherish it. I'm not gonna let it go. I'm not gonna let the enemy try to get me off of my post to believe. Now we know that the ultimate hope, the anchor for our soul is Jesus. And so in him, I have 
everything I need. And sometimes we don't know all that we have in Jesus until we read the word. And as we read the word and we realize all that we have in Jesus, now I can cherish this hope. He says, I'm healed. He says, I'm delivered. He says, I'm prosperous. I can hold on to those things now because I know I'm called to it. It's my portion. Oh my gosh. It is my portion. It is your portion. It's what, it's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. So you, it's just like if, if someone in your family, you saw them, it's written down right there in front of your face that I'm giving you a million dollars. This is your inheritance. You are not going to let somebody just come and tell you, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's not your, I don't care what the thing says. It's not your, no, no, no. It says that this is my inheritance. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. And you're not going to call me from it because it's mine. Ain't nobody else's name on it, but mine. Well, that's how God wants us to take his word. This is my inheritance. This is what Jesus has made available to me. So now I can hope for it. And not only can I hope for it, but now I can walk it out in faith because I know I'm called to it. It's my portion. Oh my gosh, I don't know if this is hitting y'all like it's hitting me, but it is so good. This hope is my inheritance. And it says for God's people. So all of us who has made Jesus our Lord and Savior, everything that Jesus has made available to us, it is ours. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. I don't care if they say, girl, you ain't been living right enough to get that. That ain't what my word says. It's mine. It's mine. And, you know, I was actually having a conversation with my husband the other day because reading the word, um, you know, some people, they've been in the word all their life. And that hasn't been the case for me. It's been about 20 something years, but it hasn't been all my life. I know I may look like I'm 20, but I'm not. Okay. But anyway, so, um, or, you know, in the spirit, I am. <clears throat> so my point is there's people that have been in the word all their life and they can read it and still not see things manifest. And we were having this conversation about that. And it just really, it hit me so strong that you have to also believe what the word of God says it is. If the word of God says it's life, then you can't read it like it's just a book. You have to read it like it's your medicine. Like when you take your medicine, you know, according to what the doctor says, the medicine is going to do. So you take it with this hope and this expectation that, okay, maybe I might see side effects at first. It may take, you know, depending on what your doctor say, it may work in 24 hours. It may work in a week, but you take it with this hope, with this expectation that it's going to do what it says it's going to do. We don't do that with the word of God. We read it like it's just a book. And because it challenges, right? It challenges our thoughts. It judges our thoughts and motives. It it, it quickens us. It convicts us because it does all those things. It's kind of like, you know, those are the side effects, right? Then, then we just, we just read it like it's a book. No, just like your medicine. Okay. I, there's this side effect that makes me feel weird, but I need this thing to go away, you know, so I'm going to keep taking it. Well, you keep reading the word and you read it with this, this confidence, this belief that it is life, this confidence and this belief that it is healing in this word, that there is deliverance in this word because Jesus is this word. You have to believe that the word is what it says it is. 
Because if you don't, then you're just reading it in your soul and you're not believing. It takes faith to please God. So you have to believe that every single thing in the word of God is what it says it is. It is life to me. And I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to not take my spiritual medicine. Because I tell you what, you depend more on your spiritual medicine, talking to myself too, then you won't need the fleshly stuff. You won't need the natural stuff. Because the word of God says, by his, stri by his stripes, I am healed. So if I believe that, and that's what I keep taking every day, then I'm going to see it manifest and I'm going to see it manifest in a greater way than I will see the natural medicine. Because with medicine, you know, you take it, you stop taking it, you're going to feel the effects of it. You may, you may go back or that thing can come back, you know. But with this, the word of God, that's it, honey. When you healed, you are healed, duh. Okay? All right. So the other thing from the scripture, getting back to the scripture, uh, this hope is kingdom. It is immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power. So this hope is kingdom. It's um, just kind of like what we were just talking about. It's immeasurable. It's unlimited. When God does it, there is no stopping it. When it's God, there is no failure. So we can hold on to it because it's ours. It's from God. It's what he's called me to. It's what he's chosen me for. I can hope for this. I believe that everybody who is in the Lord, there is healing assigned to your name. There is prosperity assigned to your name. There is deliverance assigned to your name. And not just your name, but your children's children. I believe that. And so it's kingdom because the kingdom, kingdom is not just about one person. When Jesus came and he taught on the kingdom, it was for the multitudes. So kingdom living and hoping the way that the kingdom wants us to hope for, it's not just about us. So we have to understand that. And so it has to be also taken and walked out with a kingdom mindset that I'm not a victim, but I am a victor, right? And it can only be accessed by faith. That's what it says, by faith. And it's in us who believe. That's what the scripture said. It's in us who believe. So belief. Oh my gosh, I could spend the rest of the time and I might actually talking about the fact that we have to believe. That really is our assignment. It's not in the works. We're going to talk about faith without works is dead, but it's not it's not about the works of flesh. It's about the works of faith. So it really starts with belief. 